Quaid. That's all I'm gonna say about that motherfucking Ferrari. Fifty Randy Quaid. Next is by far the worst hair he's ever had. Fifty Randy Quaid. And Harris. And Harris. We watch movies so you don't have to. Cage talk. Welcome to Fifty Randy Quaid. I am your host with the most Nicholas Cage movies. The most humblest, humble man you will ever listen to on a podcast. I am Chucky B, and the B stands for Banner. And with me, my co-host, as always. My name is JT. History hard on to the cock of secrets. Money. So I did, I went back because I remembered that we watch movies so you don't have to also applies to me. So I can go back and listen to us instead of watching it again because I kind of needed to remember what happened on National Treasure 1 for some context. And my nickname on that was History Hard On. So good call, man. Yeah. Thanks, bud. And. This is episode 121. Hashtag Cage Talk 49. National Treasure 2. Book of Secrets. Now, I didn't bother to check this, but if I'm not mistaken, this is the first sequel that Nick Cage has been in. In his 49 appearances? I believe so. We have not done Ghost Rider 2 yet, right? Okay, then, yes, correct. That's what I thought. I didn't bother to check, but I was racking my brain for anything we've done that was a sequel. And this is the first. And I know he's got more sequels to follow. Yeah, so, and uh, I had done a little bit of tiny amounts of research. Hell yeah. According to Wikipedia, a third national treasure movie is in development apparently this movie got like talked about after obviously this movie got came out disney did some sort of like trademarks or something or other for the national treasure as like a series and then this got brought up again a couple more times this third movie and then in 2020 january of 2020 it pretty much like is agreed that this is gonna that they're gonna go forward with trying to do a third movie and like pretty much all the main characters and cast are signed on for it. Yay! I was, I'm hella excited. Well, here's gonna be my issue: is it's fucking thirteen years later now, so there's no way they're gonna address the mystery that was left cliffhanging at the end of this one. Unless they're going to somehow travel back in time or somehow it's taken 13 years and that issue still isn't solved yet. I'm avoiding spoilers now because we haven't given the spoiler alert yet. We haven't even gone to the trailer yet. I'm just saying we haven't even told motherfuckers that you can go to 50brandyquades.com and let us know what the fuck is up. Yeah, man. And that's all because we watched National Treasure 2. The Which happens to be the 49th Nicolas Cage movie. And if you have any questions or comments, you can, of course, do like JT Money had suggested. <laughs> and go to 50randyquades.com and let us know what the fuck is 
up. And now would, of course, be that time where we are going to introduce the trailer for National Treasure 2, the Book of Secrets. And what should have been the tagline for this movie, Death, the debt that all men pay. What is it about treasure that makes history so fascinating? Benjamin Gates has spent a lifetime hunting treasures that have been lost to history. Take a look at this. But when a secret from the past is uncovered... Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you one of the missing pages from the diary of John Wilkes Booth. History will be rewritten. It's the names of the Lincoln conspirators. Thomas Gates. Your great-great-granddad planned the assassination. It can't be. We cannot have him remembered as a conspirator in the assassination of the man who brought this nation together. Now. I need to see the page. We have 30 seconds to disable the alarm. Go. You did that in 15 seconds. That's why I tell people to get a dog. His search to clear his family's name. Take a look at this. It's a cipher. Clever. Has uncovered a secret he never expected to find. There is a book, and it has the information you need. The President's Book of Secrets. A collection of documents for President's eyes only. The truth behind the JFK conspiracy. The missing minutes from the Watergate tapes. And of course, Area 51. It contains all of our nation's secrets. I need to see the President's book. The only way you'll ever see that book is if you get elected President. I'm gonna kidnap him. I'm gonna kidnap the President of the United States. Wouldn't it have just been easier for us to make an appointment? Code one! Code one! Gates. Don't kid yourself what we're capable of. Every clue leads one step closer. A letter sent by the Queen. You're in danger. You've got to find wherever that leads before they do. To unlocking the mystery. The world isn't ready to believe. Ben, wait. That could be a horrible trap. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <sighs> National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, look, my tax dollars at work coming to arrest me. And we are back on the motherfucking treasure hunt again. It's true. Sequel style. It's true. And if you're new to the show, let me just say this off the top that LOL. Lots of love. Yes, yes. Because you gotta give it, get it, got it. So good. So good. Muy bien. So I went back and listened to a couple other like beginnings of some other episodes recently and realized I've been talking about love and our listeners for a really, really long time. And somewhere along the way, it just turned into this gimmick. And I'm glad that it did. I'm really glad. Yeah, I think we're all glad, especially the new and most especially the return. Because there's so much love flowing back and forth. This is great synergy of love here at 50 Randy Quaid's and especially here at Hashtag Cage Talk. Yeah, because we're going to talk everything about Nicolas Cage. <laughs> or at least we mean to. But like we had also indicated earlier... 
We are the most humble of no, no, not we hosts, not we for a podcast. Oh, I mean, at least, at least I am the most humble. You can always speak of hosts. You can always speak for yourself. JT is too greedy. No, no, I don't want to. Wants all the credit. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Doesn't want to talk about it, but wants all the credit. No, I just said I don't want to talk about it. Just keep it to yourself. And uh, we we agree though that you we should give a warning that we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. After about three seconds. And those three seconds are going to start right now in the form of a countdown. Three, two, a one. So Nicolas Cage reprising his role as Benjamin Franklin Gates must find the lost golden city of Cibola to prove his great-great-grandfather's innocence in being set up as the main assassin of the lincoln plot and oh boy he finds it and then harris fucking dies and um they open up a mystery about page 47 that the president's interested in but do we find out what page 47 is i don't think we do no that's uh national treasure three but that's what I'm saying. 13 years later, like, they're going to have to do a good job of explaining. I mean, I guess in, in the world of treasure hunting. Yeah, dude, it took 13 years to figure out about 14, about page 47, man. We don't know what was on page 47. I guess it could have. That's a good point. If it's not, I swear to God, if National Treasure 3 is not about what's on page 47, or they don't at least tell us what page 47 amounted to, I'm going to fucking be, I'll give it a one. <laughs> No matter how good the rest of it is, I'll give it a one. And you can fucking put that on my life right now for when we do that episode. National Treasure 2, the book of secrets. Secrets. It's an action, adventure, mystery movie that is rated PG for some violence and action. There's some of those things, yes. And this movie was released for everybody to see on December 21st, 2007, debuting at the box office, number one for an astonishing $44.7 million. Astonishing? Yeah, man, it was pretty good. I mean, there's a, there's a gap between astonishing and pretty good, though. Hey man, you gotta <laughs> you gotta showmanship. You know what I'm saying? Let's check out the rest of that top five, though. Yeah, number two, I am Will Smith. I mean, I am Legend. I have never seen it. I actually liked it. I have the sure graphic novel and the DVD, I believe. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're both fine. Well, in its second week, it. Brought in the bacon at $33.5 million. That, I'd like to that's see, pretty good. I'd like to see how that's much it good. did in its first week, which I 40. didn't check when I could have just clicked a button, but I didn't do well, it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you definitively right now, $40 million. Yeah, I think it was higher than the $33.5 million it pulled in in the second week. Yeah, I think most movies don't make more in their second week. I mean, they could, right? I've said most. Uh, number three. Alvin and the Chickmunks. The did you did you say the the Chickmunks? Alvin and the Chickmunks. <laughs> Alvin and the Chetmikes. 
uh, brought in uh, $28.1 million in its second week. That's crazy to me. Like, what kind of bullshit? Crazy money. What kind of bullshit were we on back in 2007 that Alvin and the Chipmunks is pulling in almost $30 million in its second week? What was happening? Dude, it's crazy money. I have a feeling that I Am Legend was number one in its first week and that the Chipmunks was number two. Probably. Number four, Charlie Wilson's War at a much lower $9.6 million in its debuting week. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Tom Hanks movie, and it's is that a war movie? It's about I don't not it's about a politician. I think at the very least, it's not like a summer blockbuster sort of or winter blockbuster in this case sort of title at all. Kind of like the next one, number five, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, which is just behind Charlie Wilson at nine point three million, also in its first week. Yeah, that had uh, Andy Bernard, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, but it was actually Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. I like that movie. I like that movie. And so National Treasure 2, it did really well. No, what the fuck? How much money did this make? It's insane. So this movie had an estimated budget of $130 million, right? And here at home in the United States, it brought in a lot of money. At $219.96 million. So it more than made its budget back just domestically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It did really well. And then it had the Nick Cage factor of dominating all foreign lands. $239.27 million. So this movie brought in worldwide almost... $460 $460 million at $459.2 million, bringing the profit to $329 million for the one true god, Nicolas Cage. Now why didn't you fucking say it like you put it on the sheet here, the hashtag one true god? <laughs> <laughs> it's all one word behind the hashtag. Well, I mean, you know that's right. Just like you know that the writers of this movie were Marianne and Cormac Wilberly. I'm pretty sure they, they did the screenplay. I'm pretty sure they wrote the first one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's possible. Director John Tur John Turtitalb. What? Look at it and just say how it looks. Think about words you already know in relation to those. John Turtletaub. We'll give that a. I'm gonna call him John Turtleneck. I, I don't think he directed the first one, but I could be mistaken about that. He might have. John Turtletaub. That's what I'm going with. I'm going to give you that. And, of course, our star slash main actors of this exciting adventure mystery action film are the hashtag one true God, Nicolas Cage himself, returning as Ben Gates, or as we like to call... B F G. Who's we? Because I don't call him that. I'm not going to call him that. The that's following. The big, that's the big friendly giant. No, nah, man. It's Benjamin Franklin Gates. B F G. Well, we also have a returning Justin Bartha as the annoying as fuck Riley Poole. No, nah, man. The author. I didn't like him in the first one. The acclaimed author. I don't like him in this one. I thought he was understandably better in this it felt like he brought the mission impossible element to a higher level than the first one had and i just didn't like it 
Like, with all those gadgets and shit. Like, it just... I don't know. Diane Kruger also returning as the lovable Abigail Chase. I love Diane Kruger, so it was good to see her back in the midst of all this other nonsense. Also returning, we got John Voight as Patrick Gates. And he's involved with the debuting... Helen Mirren as Emily Appleton, a.k.a. his John Voight's ex-wife in one of the most annoying side storylines that I could have imagined. That was good. It was good. Yeah, it was very good. Whole family getting back mm-hmm, together. Very good. And Ed Harris as Ed Harris. I wrote him down as Ed in all of my notes. So, yes. I wrote him down as Ed Harris <laughs> in all my notes. He actually plays uh, Mitch Wilkinson. And this is also uh, a, a sequel for him as well because it's the second time he's been in a Nicolas Cage movie as far as I remember. I think that's it. As the first one was The Rock. Yep. Where he also played the bad guy. Yep. So we got to look out. Spoiler alert. He plays the bad guy here, too. We're past the spoiler warning, so you don't even have to say it anymore. Uh, Now we got to look out for that trifecta. Where's the third movie that Ed Harris and Nicolas Cage work with each other? And is Nick Cage the bad guy next time? No, no, never. What do you mean never? Not unless they do a face-off scenario and they switch faces. We need to see more Nick Cage, John Travolta movies. That's true. I want to see Nick Cage and Tom Cruise work together. That would be weird. That would be very weird. I don't even know if it would work, which is probably why it's never happened. It's quite possible. Very different energies between those two men. Well, before we get too far down that, why don't you give us the breakdown? Yeah, yeah. We got a uh, breakdown courtesy of uh, Disney Network. They're not paying us. You don't got to big up. Well, I mean, I didn't even say their network, right? So it's all good. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. And I guess maybe that's the point, but let them pay us. Hey, 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 hey. We're paying them. Well, this is this is it right here. To prove his ancestors' innocence and to find the lost city of gold, Ben Gates and his team must weave their way towards a mysterious and highly guarded book containing centuries of secrets. But there's only one way to find it. Ben must kidnap the president. And uh, there you have it. So I'm just going to say this right off the bat. This is more about the city of gold than it is about the Book of Secrets. So why the fuck did they call the movie the Book of Secrets and not City of Gold? Maybe they'll call the third one City of Gold and have it all be about the Book of Secrets and page 47. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And their home base, they turned the City of Gold into their like secret fortress yeah, they're hideout. that they operate out of so it's like a, it's like a superhero sort of thing yeah now. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're, except, they're the super they family have... of finding treasure right right and they operate so out of so basically the third one is they're doing page 47 but then they're also like there's this group that's trying to like infiltrate them and they're trying to be like no nah, man like so they're like they're fighting them off while they're solving the page 47 mysteries is it is it going to be the confederate bloodline coming after him again i don't know man maybe it'll be i think it'll be um some sort of like resurrection of the knights of the golden circle Ooh, ooh, because they didn't really come back up by name after they were introduced in the beginning yeah exactly like wilkinson wasn't tied to them as far as i remember hearing he was more just like my grandpappy or whatever was there and my family needs to find this city 
and that'll be our legacy. Fuck you, you goddamn Gateses. Yeah, like you already got your treasure. Let the treasure be hunting. Find someone else. I mean, I guess is the implication that just by bloodline, he's still like carrying on the Knights of the Golden Circle shit. But I don't know. I I don't know either because I didn't see any proof of it. No, that's the point. But they could very easily bring him back. And that intrigues me. And I would hope that they would. So I had a few thoughts after I went back and listened to our previous episode. Uh, if I encourage any listeners right now that haven't, go back. Listen to National Treasure, our first episode. And I made some comments in there that I'd like to comment on now in relation to this movie. Because both were first viewings and will likely be only viewings. I thought that the Cage and Abigail relationship in the last movie was weird. Like, the dynamic between them, I remember the chemistry was really weird, and it wasn't any less weird in this one. If anything, it was more weird, and it almost made it more enjoyable, because it was... The shouting match in Buckingham Palace is just like, come on, guys. Like, this is ridiculous. But it's also Nick Cage having a Nick Cage moment, which I always appreciate. Well, I feel like she kind of had to go with it, because Nick Cage went so over the top with it. But she did way better with it because she's Diane Kruger. And I mean, I love Nick Cage, but it, I don't know. It was a great scene. It was fine. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the the Franklins are very true American patriots. And I think that's first and foremost proud, their, proud their concern at all times. Um, Cage's hair was just as bad in this movie as the last one. No, no, no. And next it was awful. No. I said the the last one, as in the national last national. Oh, treasure, okay. Because I was going to say this bad. is a much better, much next better is, hair. Selection. Next is by far the worst hair he's ever had in any movie he's ever been in up to this point. We we talked about it extensively in our last hashtag Cage Talk episode. So you also made a comment on there that seeing the second movie makes the first movie better. And I have to say, I don't believe that's true. Now, I haven't gone back to watch the first one again to see if that's true. But I can't imagine it would be worth my two hours and 11 minutes to go back and watch it again to see if that's true. Because then I know I'm going to feel compelled to watch the second one again to see if maybe that one's better because now the first one is better or worse. And now I've watched them both again. Yeah, it's funny because after watching this, I was just like... Oh man, this movie is so good. Maybe it's better than the first one. So now I kind of feel compelled to go back and watch the first one and see if it's better than this one. Well, it opens up with Lincoln's assassination. And we see that while that's been going on, old Thomas Gates has been approached by these dudes from the Knights of the Golden Circle. Like, yo, translate this shit for us. And, like, he sees that it's about this city of gold. So he throws those fucking notes right in the fire. Like, once all the fucking news starts to break about Lincoln being assassinated and things are going crazy. Like he pitches it in there, but the dude who's there to get it pulls that shit out of the fire, saves some of it. And we find out what he saves later. And I'm like, okay, okay. It's off to a pretty promising stuff. I like the premise here so far. Yeah. And it just got better after that because yeah. Harris, <laughs> he, at, okay. So like the Gates family of Patrick and Ben are, at some museum and they're like introducing their ancestor thomas gates as a civilian hero and ed, ed harris is like nah 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 actually that guy was the mastermind behind the assassination of old abe link and 
I got proof in this burnt fucking diary page straight out of John Wilkes Booth diary. And he brings that down there and they do all this thing. And basically it makes the whole like treasure and history community like make the Gates family the laughing stock of it again because Well before before they can like figure out what's on that page, before they get a chance to like work it all out and break the cipher that they end up finding, Ed Gates releases the page to the public. And so it just becomes this whole thing about now the Gates family has been fucking ruined. And there's not once your name is ruined, there's nothing to come back from that. He made this whole thing about your name is mud and how that's connected to a Confederate general or something and he wasn't actually connected whatever they're ruined so they've got to save their gates family name now by going on another fucking treasure hunt yeah and that i mean that's pretty much exactly what they do um we find out that between national treasure one and national treasure two ben and abby they kind of split so like they had gotten together, had bought a house together, and made a life together. They had a fucking like nice house with a lot of old shit in it, like historic shit. Like they had a good life. Oh yeah. Well, remember how much fucking money they all made at yeah. the end of the last one with their finders fee on that treasure. But <laughs> amusingly enough, old Riley Poole got fucked by his accountant, and he's left with nothing. Yeah, yeah. They they took his Ferrari. <clears throat> that he Which, didn't know how to drive anyhow. So. Oh my god. Oh, we're, no. We're going to bring that Ferrari up at the end of this. I got something to say about that motherfucking Ferrari. Dude, that guy does not know how to drive the car. Oh, just hold that thought until we get to the end of this movie. Because I got something to say about it. So everyone's kind of in a bad spot right now. Cage is living with his dad even at this point because he's split. And he hasn't gotten his own place. But they find the cipher... And they're working on it. And at the same time, we get Harvey Keitel brought back into the mix. And I had to look up, like, how the fuck does Harvey Keitel play into this? And he was the FBI agent. And the first one was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, okay, well, I'm less concerned about Cage at this point. What the fuck? Who is this guy who's been sitting in a family that's been sitting on this page for, like, over 100 years? Yeah, it was like, what, 140 years or something? Yeah, he's like, looking at this guy. He tells all his lackeys around there. So they're looking into him, and we find out that he's, like, related to the Confederate general from back in the day. Like, his family's tied up into the same way the Gates is. And while that's going on, they crack the fucking cipher. Yeah, death is the key word. Yeah, Cage figures out from the words, the debt that all men pay. I don't even remember where that came from. He goes to death, and that fucking opens it up. And they realize they got to go to the Statue of Liberty to find the next clue. Yeah, so up until this point, too, Riley's book has been a main focal point of his character. It doesn't seem to be doing very well, and none of the crew has read it yet. No, yeah, he's asked literally everybody if they've read his book, and everybody just kind of is like, no, or haven't gotten around to it yet, or just doesn't answer we also find out here that Abigail's meeting up with Ed Harris and while like for dinner to discuss this document or whatever. And she gets a call from Ben during all this. And like Ed Harris is listening in. He overhears the name Laboulay, which obviously he's smart enough to know that that's the guy who like designed the Statue of Liberty or whatever. So he's already on the trail now. Yeah. He knows what's up. But then we find out, I mean, I wouldn't have known who the fuck Laboulay was just by name. No, I would have. 
not known either but i'm not a historian so i was at the statue of liberty and like looking at the displays of the statue of liberty like over a, a little over a year ago couldn't have fucking told you that i probably didn't retain that name if i read it at all past that day but i did know that about the three statues that exist yeah i knew there was more than one i didn't know there was three so they're going to the they got to go to the one in paris which is the home of the man who designed it yeah 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 yeah. and so they like uh fly this plane this like little drone thing up there and they get a copy of the the little writing and then they have a cop translate it and they got to go to the home of the queen yeah they got to find like these these two desks that were made from some boat back in the day and see what's up with these desks. The Resolute Twins. Yes. Now we hear from Kaitel's crew real quick that, oh shit, Ed is a trained mercenary and a black market antiquities dealer. And mm. he's jumping fucking Patrick Gates so we can clone his cell phone. So the whole rest of the way, anytime Patrick's on his fucking phone with anyone or his phone's being used at all, Ed knows what's up. He can hear it and see it. Yup. So that's good for him. And he overhears a conversation that Cage is planning to break into Buckingham Palace to get into one of the desks. Yeah. And the reason why he wants to look at the desk is because there's treasure hidden inside of it. Treasure in the form of a piece of driftwood with some fucking... It's not treasure, it's a clue to the treasure. Yeah, well, I mean, but the you could consider the clue itself treasure, though, right? I mean, you, you, you could, but it isn't. It's a clue. Well, either way, it's a clue, right? And they get this, the clue has this, like, dead ancient Native American language on it. And so they're like, shit, we need someone to translate this. And... Uh, he notices that Ed Harris is following them when he leaves the fucking the Queen's house. He's like, shit, we need to fucking get the fuck out of here because Ed Harris is on our ass. And then there's this crazy fucking car chase. Ed Harris, Ed Harris has this guy just fucking start shooting shots in the street right outside of Buckingham Palace. You told Dude, me yeah, and that's when you know that they're way more real attention. bad guys. Yeah, but that's not going to attract way more attention than it did before they could get out of there. Someone will be on top of them, I would think, right outside of Buckingham Palace. But maybe not, because, yeah, this crazy chase ensues with kegs flying fucking everywhere. Yeah, dude, it was like, what, like at least a couple minutes, this car chase? It was one of the better moments of the movie, because, I mean, I love a good car chase, and this was one of the better ones I could expect from this. And it ends with Cage just chucking the engraving off of the uh the bridge but not before he gets a picture taken of it with like this the traffic the red light, light camera. camera yeah and then has riley break into the police files to take it from there because apparently none of the phones in the car could take a good picture of it abigail's camera was broken sure, uh, sure who sure. knows if uh, apparently ben didn't have a phone because no he had to have had a phone I don't know why he didn't just take a picture. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. So we get back to D.C. and we're back at Patrick's house and he's looking at this thing and he reveals it's got those Native American markings. It's about the city of gold. And he's like, but I don't know enough to translate this whole thing. And Cage is like, listen, dude, you know who we got to get, right? And Abigail's sitting on the couch and she's just smiling and fucking uh, Riley's like, dude, who are we talking about? 
do you think they're talking about somebody who might have read my book? <laughs> dad's dad's like, you know there's a reason why her and I haven't spoken in 32 years, right? And Cage is like, I, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. He's like, he's like, dude, we have to go. It's my fucking mom. So that's where they head to the University of Maryland where our mom's hanging out doing her thing. She's not happy to see Patrick walk in there. They're like, hey, Emily, you think you could do this for us, please? She's like, is this some treasure hunting shit? And they're like, ah, yeah, no, like, not nah, really, man, man. It's about clearing our fucking family's good name. Well, then she fucking reads it and goes, oh, no, this is definitely a fucking treasure hunt. Okay, whatever. And Cage is like, okay, cool. Well, uh, you check that thing out. Let us know what's up. We got to go to the Oval Office because that's where the next Resolute desk is at. But they actually had a good plan for this one. A good enough plan, I guess. This was, this one I had way more fun with because, yeah, they just used this dude to take a very against-the-rules trip into the Oval Office and kept him occupied with ch- a chase for an earring. Yeah, so it was the the dad from Modern Family. Ty Burrell. Yeah, he was like a White House guy or something or a president guy. White House curator. He's kind of He works in the same field as those two do. Okay. And so she was like, she'd gone out with him a couple times, Abigail. And so Nick Cage and her kind of like con him into showing them the Oval Office. And then she pulls her earring out when Nick Cage needs some time looking at the fucking twin and figuring out the little puzzle that that he figured out with the other twin. Yeah, he already had that puzzle figured out. He just had to do it real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... So he just does that real quick, boom, bam, slice. You fucking get the nothing's there, the thing out, and then ah oh, shit, nothing's there. But there's this little fucking insignia there. So he takes a picture with his phone. No, no, it was a camera. Why didn't he take a picture of the other one with the camera? Maybe he bro, didn't have I don't. Because they wanted to show that fucking, I guess maybe he didn't have it, but also they wanted to show that fucking Riley could hack into the police files, but he didn't really want to. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? No, we will never hey, know. He's he's like, you know what bothers me is that you assume that I would do it, not that I could do it. And Cage is like, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny fucker. when uh, Nick Cage got into an argument with a child. That was one of the most ridiculous scenes because I thought it was going to lead to something, but it didn't. It didn't no, even like, get just, them on high alert. Like just, just him yelling at a child. This kid saying your family definitely assassinated uh, Lincoln and Cage being like, nah, uh, yeah, nah, uh, yeah, nah, uh. It was really funny. A bunch of people started looking at him and then yeah. the curator came up and like it was fine. And then they go up and they get they get the fuck out of there and he shows the picture to the crew when he gets back and he's like, bros, what does this mean? It's like a presidential seal, right? And Riley's like, no. It's not. And if you would have read my fucking book, you'd know about it. Yeah, he's all like, he's like, man, this just proves that none of y'all read my fucking book. Because you would know that there's a book of secrets. Chapter 13, the president's secret book. You bet it's real. That's what it says on the page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it real? You bet it's real. Oh my god, I wouldn't have read this book either. I would have read it. You would not have read it. 
You're right. Don't lie. Don't fucking lie, Chuck. I can't read books I actually want to read. Even even if you wanted to read it, he'd be asking you, like, so how far are you? Two weeks later, he'd be like, bro, I'm like three pages in, all right? Give me a break. <laughs> but I got I've been reading every night for two weeks. I've got, <laughs> I've got like five pages into this book. I'm averaging five and a half paragraphs a night, okay? Just back off, Riley. But he does. He saves He saves the day here. Then they find out, well, how do you get this book? And he's like, well, I'm going to have to talk to him. First, they need real proof that this exists. And so Cage talks to Kaitel. And he's like, talk to me off the record here, dog. Like, is there really a book of secrets? And Kaitel's like, yeah, there is. And only the sitting president has it. And knows where it is. That's it. No one else has ever seen it. No one else has access to it. No one else can help you with this. I can tell you it exists, which the president will fucking firmly deny. But I definitely can't tell you where it is. So you figure it out. And that's when Nick Cage is like, all right, I have to kidnap the president. And everyone is like, oh, no, you can't do that. And he's like, hold on. Two words. Mount Vernon. And immediately, Dad and Riley are like, all right cool 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 yeah we can do that like oh yeah i'm in so they basically they figure out a way to uh the the president's birthday is coming up and they found all the places that he was gonna have the party at bro bro he's the president of the fucking united states of america okay i'm sorry there's no way they could have called every fucking place in that entire area except for mount Vernon and booked it up to the point that the president of the fucking united states couldn't have held his event there i'm sorry not happening it's not a feasible thing i'm watching that whole scene going what are you trying to convince me of here this is nonsense this is absolute nonsense. Why wasn't he just holding it there in the first place? He's a fucking George Washington mark anyway. This is Washington's home. Like, just have him holding it there. Make it be convenient. Because it being convenient is way easier for me to overlook than some nonsense about them booking everything. Come on. Come on. I'm getting worked up about it right now. I, I did think it was a little over the top, but... It doesn't really matter in the end. Exactly. I, I'll live. I'll live. I still don't like it. I'll live with it, but it gets us to Mountain Vernon, and it gets us to Nick Cage, technically, yes, kidnapping the president. Well, yes and no. I mean, even a president says, you you realize that if you don't pull this off, you kidnapped me, right? <laughs> and Cage is like, oh yeah, I know. Like, by the letter of the law, he definitely kidnapped him. He disappeared with the president. Yeah, but they could have been exploring. And that's and how it ends up getting cleared the up. The door but... could have just gone back, not been pushed back. That's not how it got played, though. I'm just saying. If we're talking about what we're just saying, the movie sold it to us like this was a definite kidnapping, so I just went with that. Well, I, I mean, yeah, they find that. the secret tunnel see... because he gets them that Washington map, and he's like, oh, this is where we're standing. This is a tunnel that's never been found. We should go find yeah, it. Yeah, you want to go searching, baby? And the president's like, you know I get rock hard for George Washington, right? Like... Mm, let's go look for that. Let's go, baby. And so they do. And he's even telling the Secret Service, like, why don't you back off? Why don't you back off? I only want this scientist over here to be able to see my rock-hard penis when I'm thinking about it. He's like, Dude, I have no Those enemies Secret in Service this guys. tiny room. So get the fuck out of here. And he really didn't. That's the thing as far as the kidnapping thing. It's not like Cage had malicious intent. He even said, like, I'm going to let you go no matter what. No, yeah. It was a callback to National Treasure 1 where he just kind of doesn't 
play his cards like like he does what do you call it or the the president in this movie even says it. he's like wow you just don't really negotiate well right well his whole thing is he's like listen i just want to know if i can see that book man if it's cool man because here's the whole thing if you let me use it we're probably gonna find like the biggest and most culturally significant native american like city in history and you can be attached to that if you want to just you gotta let me see that book dog yeah. And the president's like, all right, I'm in. Here's all the info you need to go find it at the Library of Congress. Where else would I keep a fucking book? Go check it out, dog. Also, check out page 47 while you're at it, please. Well, and he tells them all these, like, things, right? Where, like, all these numbers and shit like that. And Nick Cage doesn't even, like, write it down or anything like that. He just memorized it immediately. I would be like, fuck, dude. I would have walked he's a, to my he's a car smart guy. and been like, dude, I forgot it already. Cage is a smart guy. They've established that. I like to think I'm a smart guy, too. I just can't remember things. There's, there's different kinds of smart, man. So he finds the book. And then and the cops show up. The cops show up or whatever. They reveal that Mount Rushmore is a cover-up. Yeah, Coolidge apparently is the one who had found the engraving and figured out where the city was. And he's like, all right, we got to let this disappear. We can't let people fucking find this because they'll destroy it. So we're going to put Mount Rushmore as this big old cover up right there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So Cage snaps pictures of that and then of page 47. And he while he kind of like went past other things in the book and Riley was like, bro, 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 JFK assassination. Area 51, what's up? Cage is like, nah. I got two pages. Like, Dude, we don't got time at. for this right now. Yeah, two pages I got to look at, and we got to go. So maybe some other day we'll get to look at this book. But for now, this is all we get to see. So let's get the fuck out of here. And they escape, kind of, almost, barely. It was close. Yeah, it was real close escape, but they did a pretty good job of doing it. Well, in the escape, they end up talking to dad, and they bring up mom being the only one who can translate it. And of course, Ed's listening. Yeah, Ed Harris figures it out. He goes and talks to mom and says, hey, your ex is about to come up these stairs in about 30 seconds. Tell him anything but the truth or else I'll fucking kill you both dead. And she tells him something that obviously doesn't give her away, but is enough for Patrick to figure it out. Yeah. So he gets out of there and Ed's like, okay, we'll check it out. There was this letter that they read about in the book. There were two letters that were sent from the Queen of England over to the Confederates. And there's only one letter that was still around. Well, Ed's got the second one. And that has the clue that they need to access. Where, like It's the next clue in the sequence. And he's the only one who has it. And he burns it. And he's like, so now you fucking need me and he needs me. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they head out and they go to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, so they go to Mount Rushmore to find a noble bird on some rocks under uh, cloudless rain. So they're just tossing all these fucking water bottles worth of water on all these rocks. And Abby finds it. Boom. And she's all like, dude, check it out. There's this bird over here with a big old hole in its chest. They don't say anything about the hole in the chest. I mean, you can like see it there, but they don't point it out at all at this point. But it comes into play. Because the next clue, that which Ed also has, is to stick your hand into the eagle's chest. Yeah, basically. surrender your hand to the heart of the warrior. Oh, and the bird go. is warrior in or Native American culture. Yes, I think so. I'm not going to proclaim to know anything about Well, th- I think culture. that's what they said uh, in the movie. No, I'm agreeing with you. I think that's true. So Nick sticks his fucking hand in there. Pretends like it's like getting bitten off. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And he's like, dude, I just couldn't. He's like, I couldn't not do it. 
But instead he pulls this latch that's in there, and across the way, these rocks crumble down, and there's this entrance to this, like, underground cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Riley's all like, oh, dude, check it out, a little golden man. And they walk up on this little golden man. Well, first, first they go into the cave, and the weight that was supporting the door staying open collapses. So oh, after Riley closes. touches it? Yeah, the door, well, he barely even touched it. I'm not yeah. even, I, I hate Riley, I'm regardless. not going to. I'm not going to blame that on him, but so they're trapped in there. So they're trying to find a way out. Well, the movie that's, definitely blamed him. That yeah, definitely. Well, and that's when they hit the trick floor. Is when they're trying to find a way out. Yeah, and so four of them fall into the trick floor trap, uh, and that was Ben, uh, Ben Gates, Abigail, Ed Harris, and Riley. And mom and dad are fucking underground somewhere. Well, further underground somewhere. Well, yeah, because they mentioned there's like they're like, hey, there's a tunnel over there. It's under these rocks. And so they, they pull some of the rocks out and start climbing in. And then they, uh, they like, do a jungle swing across some lava. And then, like, he fucks it up. But then he, like, somehow grabs her on the way back. And then they swing over. And then they kiss. And everything's fucking cool between them. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I just, uh They're looking for a city of gold, Yeah, man. sure. And in the meantime, all four of the motherfuckers get off of the floor by teamwork. Even Ed Harris pitches in and helps out, like, get everyone up to safety. And they get to this next room, and they got to turn this wheel to drain all the water out and close these floodgates. And that gives them access to the final. Yeah, they are. They shut off all the water, and they get into the City of Gold. They find it, right? They're like, shit, we found it. All of us found it together, like a team. Woo! They're like, we're going to call this the Ed Harris and Gates family. Fine. But then everything in there fucking breaks down, right? Like the the dams break and the water starts pouring back in, and they gotta get the fuck out of there before they get drowned. And they they get into this room. What was that little room they went into? It was like a little room with like an escape hatch. Yeah, it was something like that. And in the end, one of them has to stay behind, or all of them will die. Or in the yeah, end, and it was agreed that Nick Cage was gonna stay back there and sacrifice himself. To the debt that all men pay and <laughs> it ends up not working out like that and ed harris is like i see the writing on the wall i'll be the one that sacrifices himself but you just tell them that i was the one that found it i found the city of gold my name my family name is not drove through the mud anymore and cage is like bro i can get you out of here too we'll figure it out that's like get the fuck out of here and like yeah ed harris is like nah fuck it and he shoots himself in the head well blood splurts everywhere yeah and in the same process he lets go a little wheel he's holding so cage gets sucked out to the other side where he's safe with his family and riley yeah um and they see the tunnel of love riley's his little brother no he's not <laughs> no he isn't don't try and fucking pull one over on me dog even i know Adopted that little brother no. Well, they see it the, happened between the first and the second movie. Well, they see the tunnel of love, and they get they get the fuck out of there, right? Puddle um, of love? No, not the puddle. <laughs> no, Ed Harris is caught in the puddle of blood right now. They're taking the tunnel of love. No one's in a puddle of mud. His name has been never mind. So he so they get out, and Cage calls up Kaitel. He's like, "Bro, I found the city of gold, man." And Kaitel's like, yeah, but you still kidnapped the president, like committed a federal crime, man. He's like, yeah, 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 but check it, check it, check it. And Harris also found the city of gold. Well, they get brought. So we gotta put his name on there. Well, too. they get brought. Yeah, well, they get brought to the president after he's talking to Kaitel, and that's like before he gets into any trouble about the federal crime. The president's like, nah, man, we were, we were just exploring. Don't worry about Cage. 
Ain't no reason to press any charges here. And that's when he shows Cage, like, the headline with the uh, Thomas Gates as a fucking hero or whatever. And Cage... Yeah, he's all like, this is tomorrow's uh, headline. And Cage starts crying. He, he breaks down and he's weeping on the floor, just sobbing Abigail's uncontrollably. Like, Abigail's like, all right, baby. You want to move back in? Well, that's well. Hold on, hold before we get to the end, which is what we're approaching. Let's finish this up here. This is when the president says everyone here gets credit for this, so y'all are good again. And that's when Cage is like, "Yes," and Ed, Ed gets credit because he's all about it. And the Cage is, and the president's like, "Well, all right, that's cool, but what about this page forty-seven business?" Cage's like, "I can think it. I can help you with that. So let's go for a little walk." And they walk. Yeah, it might take thirteen years though. So then we cut to like this little montage at the end, right? It's nice. It's the crews excavating the city of gold. And you can see the mom is there like overseeing things and dad's there cracking wise about shit. Some woman comes up to Riley and she's like, oh, you are Riley and I want to blow you. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> no, no. She's like, she's like, because every time someone earlier in the movie had been coming up to Riley about like hey are you nick cage and he's like no no man i'm riley it says right here on the book riley and not nick cage and and he's like yeah like i'm one of the co-finders of that treasure and he's like no man i thought ben gates found that treasure not some riley he yeah he's getting overlooked the whole everyone's like who the fuck is riley pool who who gives a shit so when Smoke Show comes up... She's basically like, yo, you are Riley Poole and I want to blow you. <laughs> yeah, but at first she's like, she's like, hey, uh, are you one of the people that found this? Or are you the treasure hunter or the author or something like that? And he's like, yeah, you're not looking for me. He's like, he's around here somewhere. Nick, where you at? Nick, getting blown by Abigail. And she's like, no, no, man, you're Riley Poole. Can I blow you? Boom. And he's all like, shit yeah and he drops his bag of gold and then they blow each other he signs her book and was like hey girl want to see my fucking ferrari so then we do find out cages with abigail they're sitting there they kiss as fireworks go off over mount rushmore it's perfect it's beautiful should have cut to credits right here but oh no oh no they need to put in a riley can't drive his ferrari joke to end the movie that's how you want to end this movie you want to end it with a stupid fucking joke that really isn't even that funny on a character that i fucking hate more than any other character in these movies that's how you want to do me that's how you want to do it it wasn't even funny we didn't even get to see it crash we just heard it crash it was oh my god it was so fucking stupid and so unnecessary especially when they had i thought it was kind of funny no of course you did because you fucking suckle at the teat of the national treasure cow i'm not interested in doing that i'm here to tell you that that was nonsense and i fucking hated it and all it is is a fucking callback to the last movie where we know that he's a bad driver it's not even a funny joke from the first movie <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. That's all I got. All right. So now we're going to move on to that portion of the podcast where we are going to rate National Treasure 2 The Book of Secrets. On the 50 Randy Quaid's grading scale, 1 to 50 Randy Quaid's. 1 is the lowest, and you basically think this movie is garbage and horrible. Uh, 50 is the best, uh, best movie ever or best in, you know, the moment, uh, two to four to nine, literally anything in between. Literally the IMDB rating for national treasure to 
The Book of Secrets is 32.5 out of 50 Randy Quaid's. Okay, I'm going to go first here. I, I did last time. I think it's appropriate I do uh, here as well. Now, I'm going to start out by pointing out a scene from the movie that I didn't bring up while we were talking. And it's when Cage needs to get into the Mount Vernon party to get the attention of the president to then eventually kidnap him in a tunnel. So he scuba dives over there off of his dad's fishing boat. And his dad likes acts as a distraction. He gets up to land and he's in his scuba gear, right? And he just rips off his scuba gear and he's in full on tux, ready to go. <laughs> ready, ready to go. No adjustment necessary, scuba to tux in an instant, okay? And the way I'm saying this might make it sound like a bad thing. But that's why it's a moment like that in particular that is going to make me give this a 28 Randy Quaid's, which is three more than the first one. Hey, you liked it more. Because it had those moments of just absolute absurdity where I'm like, this, like, you can sell me on a whole lot of things, but you can't sell me on the scuba to tux as quickly as, as quickly as he pulled it off but i love but i love that he did it felt like james bond it's kind of like how riley felt like he was bringing this mission impossible element to it that i know it existed in the first one but definitely not to this degree that he comes in with this backpack of fucking tech wizardry and he's just hacking the police he's hacking buckingham palace and he doesn't have to hack the white house thankfully but some of that absurdity is what makes it more fun than the first one. Because it's just ridiculous. And they find a city of gold, which is fun. Ed Harris sacrificed. I love Ed Harris. So Ed Harris being in something is usually going to be a plus. And Cage had a good number of Cage moments. More so than I remember him having in the first one. And I know I criticized the Buckingham Palace performance. But that was pure Cage. Not necessarily what needed to happen in that moment for me. But always good in terms of if I'm looking for some good cage. So yeah, 28. 28. I liked it more than the first. I don't know if I'd have liked it at all without seeing the first though. Because I wouldn't have understood half of what the fuck was going on with who. I would only recommend this to you if you've seen the first one and you're a completist. I will not own this and I will not watch this again. More than likely. Alright, so that gets to mine, my review of... Uh this movie i am once again going to give a national treasure movie a 50 out of 50 randy quates i didn't think i was going to do that coming into the movie i've seen this movie multiple times i did not rewatch national treasure one although after i finished this movie i was like fuck i should have watched the first one first because i'd still have this one to watch i mean it just shows i love these movies i love this franchise i'm a big fan of nick cage I can recognize the terribleness of Nick Cage. This movie really didn't have any of it. I mean, I can't blame Nick Cage for doing what he's written to do as a character when going from scuba gear to full-on tux seamlessly. I'm not blaming that. I didn't blame that on Nick on Nick Cage. I said nothing about Nick Cage being at fault there. I faulted his performance in a scene, which he is entirely up in charge of. I think he knocked out almost every performance in this movie entirely 100 percent up to par and i think that other characters returning played uh, i i liked them more in this like i almost 
I can't say this is a better movie than the first one, but it's definitely not below in standard. Like I initially probably thought without watching it again. Cause like I've seen the first one, I don't know, no less than what, 25 times or something like that. I mean, that's a lot of times. And I've seen this one probably half as many times. And there's really no reason why I shouldn't have watched this movie more times. This movie is fantastic. Fucking great. I definitely highly recommend everybody to watch it, especially if you have the Disney Network. It's on there. You just got to search National Treasure 2. You can watch both of them. It's a fun family event for the whole weekend or every day. Leary's Fresh Fish and Fun Family Events. Yeah, and Funeral Home and uh, Fuckporium. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. I, I definitely think that people should own this movie. In fact, I read that there's a like a presidential edition of it where it comes in like the president's secret book, basically, and it's the first and the second National Treasure movie. I'd like to get my hands on that if that does exist. Are you gonna are you gonna have to go on a national treasure hunt to find it? Uh, I probably just have to go on an Amazon Google hunt to find it. Well, sounds like that'll be pretty easy. Yeah, I'm assuming it's not gonna be hard to find. It's just whether or not it actually exists because I uh, haven't done any research to find that out. It might have existed and be out of print. You might have to buy it secondhand if you want it that bad. Yeah, maybe, or maybe I can just create my own. I do own both these movies individually. So you're going to make your own book of secrets? Chamber of secrets, maybe. Oh, you put your book of secrets in your chamber of secrets. Yeah, you that know, makes that's no right. Sense. <laughs> but I do think that we can all agree that you can catch all of our new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, 50randyquades.com. Next time on 50 Randy Quades. Episode... 122 high fidelity this is tater ricardo's pick for season seven what i guess i'm dubbing fan favorites i don't know do you have a better name for this season i mean you put me on the spot here to have a better name for it so i'm gonna say no in the moment but i'll think about it i mean it's fine i like the alliteration double f a shop a show i think that's your answer right there yeah until next time we watch movies so you don't have to Peace, Peace out. out.